0: Welcome to the ITSP Magazine Podcast Network. You're listening to a new episode of the CyBeat Podcast, where your host, award-winning author and cybercrime journalist, Deb Radcliffe, interviews hackers, coders, intelligence experts, agents, officers, cybersecurity pros, and other interesting harbingers, heroes, and warriors. These conversations are sure to get you thinking. Knowledge is power, now more than ever.
1: Hello, I'm Deb Radcliffe, host of SciBeat, part of ITSP magazine, which explores the relationship between technology and society with us a is Joanna Tellier. She's a voice actor for TV and radio, video games, and more. Some of her credits include The Golf Channel, HGTV, and NBC Universal. She is also a narrator with several publishing houses, and she is an expert narrator for my own book series, Breaking Backbones Hacker Trilogy, the first of which is subtitled after ITSP's own mission, Information is Power Welcome, Joanna. Hi, how are you? So it's nice good to meet, to meet you. you. Yeah, you too. Great. Well, we actually met online after you did my first book, which had a lot of crazy hacker handles in there, like Dark Angel and Desolation and even some French turns that I knew through you for a loop. But you still did an expert job, so I'm super glad to be talking to you today. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> 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 um so I wanted to start by learning like how does one get into this career specifically how did you get into this career
2: Oh uh, well I started out in theater in college and I I embarked on this brilliant blazing path into broadcasting and I thought oh this is going to be great but uh so I worked for Food Network and some some radio stations like um like Cumulus you know and doing writing and stuff and then I got laid off so you just kind of find yourself in this situation like, well, okay, I guess I'm a freelancer. So because of radio and broadcasting, I'd been recording anyway. You know, people had been saying, Oh, can you just come in here and record some stuff? And, you know, you work in the sound and audio. So that's how it got started. So I just thought, well, I guess I'm a freelance voice actor.
1: Yeah. So. Do you do more of that than um the writing and the commercial content that you produce?
2: Oh yeah, tons
1: more. Especially recently.
2: Yeah. So um, for a long time, it was about half and half, but because you can't really launch into this kind of thing without being in it for a while, because you just don't have the client base, you know, but now I definitely do more recording.
1: Yeah, your LinkedIn bio shows a whole bunch of clients. I just barely scratched the surface on the introduction. (laughs) Um, What would you uh, say is some of your career high points? in terms of the
2: voice side? I should see. I think that doing the stuff for Volvo and definitely the stuff for Golf Channel, like I did the bio during the President's Cup for Tiger Woods and it was really funny doing it because I kind of thought, oh, I'm talking about this guy and he's like this larger than life person and I get to do his bio, so that was fun. That and like I had to fill the shoes of a guy who was in Game of Thrones for Mm -hmm. a voice part which I thought was it was scary but I thought oh my gosh I've been asked to do this so it was it was a
1: male I can't remember his name now but anyway so they send you the written bio and you read it or do you do some research and meet these people first or yeah no they just
2: they just send me the whole script it's done it's it's like a it's one of those it's like an interstitial it's about I don't know, like 60 seconds. And mm-hmm. it's where they put all of the, the really nice B-roll stuff of Tiger Woods walking. And like kind of do the almost like what you would hear in a documentary, more like a documentary.
1: Excellent. And they mix it up with the music and everything else. Mm-hmm. That is cool. And go back to the Game of Thrones one again. Tell us a little more about that. What was his name?
2: Um, I'm trying to think of the actor's name. But if you know Game of Thrones, you would totally know this guy. And he had been voicing these bios for the President's Cup for Golf Channel. Okay. And for whatever reason, I don't know if it was because of his union situation or, you know, stuff. He just didn't do it anymore. So they called me and they're like, well, we wanted a female voice on these, you know, because we wanted to try to reach more more people, um, more diversity. And uh, he used to do it. So you've got big shoes to fill. Would you do it? And I thought. yeah (laughs) so then it was fun
1: it's cool like of course nobody knows that but just the producers and things but that is so cool so you have to overcome a little bit of your own nerves and just jump on in oh totally yeah yeah absolutely (laughs) I also noticed in my book, you changed voices a little bit when you were reading a female part or a French part, like you were really consistent with that, which I preferred. So that's the part I consider the acting part. When I read to my mom, I actually try to emulate you a little bit. My mom is blind. (laughs) And dad died six months ago. So I read to mom almost almost every night because she needs her mind to stay active. And she's a lifetime learner like you and I probably are. I know Mm -hmm. I am. And I'm going to guess you are, too. So Mm that keeps her young, keeps her vital. And I'm like, okay, how would Joanna do this? You know, and I try to get (laughs) into the voices a little bit. But I noticed Uh you did that really well in my first book. Yeah, yeah. I enjoy doing it. It's tricky. Uh But um. But uh,
2: you you sort of get into the flow of it, and then you don't think about it anymore. It just yeah. it's almost like I hate to say this. It's almost like you you feel schizophrenic, but in a good way. Like the voices just kind of take you over. You just sort of you're this character, and then you're you know.
1: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and do you do that with almost all the audiobooks that you read? Definitely.
2: De- I mean, of course, not nonfiction because that's just
1: mm-hmm. just one
2: voice, really. But yeah, fiction for sure.
1: What about when you're doing TV and radio? Do they ask you to provide a specific voice type or is it always just the same voice that you use?
2: No, it's all different types, all different types. And you get asked a lot to do things like, I get this all the time. They'll say, "Like, can you sound like Scarlett Johansson? Or oh. they'll say, I've had this too. Like, well, you sound like Morgan Freeman. And I'm a little bit like, hmm. It's kind of a tall app, but you know, of course they're talking about the sentiment and the feel, but still it's like a, ah, right. So we'll try to pull this off. But no, they're always wanting different tones and different approaches and different pitches and young voice, more serious voice or, you know, all over the map.
1: I want to hear one of your voices. (laughs) Can you give us one or two so we can hear a difference between Joanna and Joanna's professional voice? Yeah. Let me see. It would be
2: like, um, uh, if you're doing something like a commercial voice, it would be a little bit more down here and and it would be sort of riding in this range, not as breathy and you're gonna be a little bit more nasally, or mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to um if they wanted something a younger voice, of course it'd be like hey, here and the intonation's gonna be a little bit different and and like and you, you
1: like
2: <laughs> and like and, and <laughs> everything is that up
1: scoop at the end
2: and and
1: yeah. Oh, that is so cool. Um, so it really depends on what they want. you know. That's good. Well, I remember when I heard your first sample, I only requested that you make it a little more urgent because it starts with a drone war and kamikaze drones blowing up. And you went right into that sense of urgency during the action sequences that I really liked. And I'm like, yeah, not only that, I want Joanna for all my other books too, you know? Um, oh, so- yeah. I just remember thinking that I heard two versions of you just in the two sample audios I got before you actually went and did the whole book. Oh, that's true, huh? Yeah, (laughs) I remember that. I totally remember that. Um, There must be multiple versions of you out there. Yeah,
2: there definitely is. And then you start adding accents and um, just it's more the genres too. Like if something's you know, really a heavy, heavy book. Like I've read some books about the Holocaust and things, mm-hmm. you know, of course you're dropping down and it's not just the, not just the level of your voice, but you know, the, like that heartfelt stuff slows the pace down. Whereas like when you're talking about the beginning of your book, the real high, you're struck quick. And it's like a staccato. It's just like that. It's just like when you're dealing with music, trying to make something sound more urgent or more lethargic or,
1: Um, Do you feel that you have more steady income doing this than if you were a Hollywood actor? No, I
2: bet it's the same. It's incredibly competitive and it's very much, it's probably just like what they experience where you've got a big flood of stuff and then it's dry and then crazy. And then, so there's a lot of push and pull. Um, Yeah, it's about the same, I would guess.
1: Okay. Okay. And um, so let's go into uh, prepping and reading for a book and doing the recording. I mean, what is your process for that?
2: Usually, usually I'll just do like a chapter or maybe three ahead. And the reason why is because I feel like if I go too far ahead in my recording, I won't like any kind of sense of surprise that's coming in the book. If I already know about it, in chapter one was going to happen in chapter six. I feel like I I kind of ruined that, if you know what I mean, like I kind of flattened it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but some books, just depending, I might read the whole thing like with yours. I didn't read the whole thing through nitty gritty, but just reading it through trying to get a sense of who's what, where, what's generally going to happen. So I know the, the tonal arc
1: of it. Okay. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah. And also checking on pronunciations and there's a lot of different accents. So just trying to keep track of all that too.
1: How do you um, keep track of the accents? Do you have a little side note or something to your read?
2: No. Um, no. I mean, interestingly, you just kind of like, you know, if you're reading a novel, just you're just reading it um, in your head, you hear the voices. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'll just remember. I'll just, okay. I just remember them. Um, yeah, I mean, you have a lot of characters, but but not as many as like you know. Just talking about Game of Thrones, where there's oh. so many you can't figure out who's who.
1: Oh yeah. Right.
2: Then I would keep notes or something, but no, I mean, with as many characters that are in yours, it's um it's manageable, and they're oh. also good characters, <laughs> so that you remember them. Do you know that's really important? If you remember their personality and you remember what they kind of look like to you, um, it's just like hearing it in your head or watching a show. That, I don't sound
1: crazy. <laughs> no, that, that's what I want. I want my stuff to get t- to TV. That's why I wrote the characters okay. the way I did. So thank there you. You're actually, her <laughs> validating me. Thank you. Oh, um, what else do you do to prep for a book uh, recording of a book? Because um, you yeah, said it's probably really, harder than it sounds in an off uh, just, camera discussion.
2: But yeah, there's a lot. There's just a lot to it. Like um, the prepping, me, I mean, there's, of course, the pronunciations mm-hmm. and um i am I trying to say it's the overall tone of things
1: mm-hmm.
2: so yeah, you know, like using the first book for example again you don't want to launch into the first couple of chapters that are say going to be high intensity with a tone that's a little bit more low-key mm-hmm. and so you've got to look at these things ahead of time and then take it into consideration mm-hmm. before you start recording it or you just keep stopping and starting um Yeah, Yeah, and just, I think a lot of people think you just open it up on your laptop or whatever, and you just start reading it. And it isn't. (laughs) You've got to get that pacing just right. You know, you don't want to go too fast or too slow.
1: And I'm guessing some books have more tongue twisters in them than others as well
2: oh, for sure, I didn't even think of that. Like a lot of like different authors write, like sometimes you get really long sentences and it's brutal because you just, you know, you've got to figure out where to breathe. <laughs> and you have to like literally figure out because otherwise you're gasping by the time you get to the end. And that doesn't sound good. Um, no. But then you get some books that the the, the pacing is just right. The sentence length is varied enough that you can just flow into it rather than struggling. <laughs>
1: and now since this is a technology focus you know technology and society um what kind of technology do you use to do this what's your investment and have you seen any improvements in this technology in the past 13 years that you've been doing this
2: yeah there um as far as the actual technology goes it's not too too different i mean it's a little bit different but i would say that the biggest difference is the accessibility of it you mm-hmm. can get good equipment for you know pretty low price compared to what it was and i started out mm-hmm. um, like a microphone you know you get a decent mic i mean a good quality mic for about 300 bucks but um like still the high-end ones the good ones are going to be about three thousand still but still you know what i mean not everybody needs that level um mm-hmm. But as far as the software, I mean, the software is a little bit better, you know. I mean, but the the bones of it are the same. Okay. So with that, um, and then of course the internet. The difference in the internet is just massive in terms of marketing yourself and getting out there and creating more work for voice actors and stuff.
1: Social media yeah. is where you and I met personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All these platforms and. Mm-hmm. Um. And so, uh, you're, so you're spending a little bit less on the technology and things are more accessible. Sounds like, um, audio quality is improving over time. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, and you asked about the investment. The investment's pretty steep in the beginning, mm-hmm. but then it's, it's just, uh, you know, it kind of levels off after a while, you know, just that immediate getting the soundproofing stuff and getting the microphone and getting the software and the right
1: computers computers mm-hmm. oh computers <laughs> yeah. plural okay yeah
2: yeah yeah i go, I like working on two laptops just because i'm not good at toggling around on the screen okay you know, with, the, with the audio software and then i use audition um okay. adobe audition um so you have one one laptop for your script and then the other one is this. And so I could go back and forth and the microphone is,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And is your room that you're in right now with that pretty back wall paneling a soundproof room?
2: No, this is just actually a room I come to write in. Um, I have a whisper room, which uh, I used to use all the time, but then I took it down because we moved, but also because I wanted to stand up when I was recording. I feel like I, you breathe better and you could be a more motive um without like knocking things and stuff so i i just have transferred a walk-in closet now to this the standing desk where i could do all of this and i've got like the boom mic and it just really works well
1: i've got your padding all around the room do you have that oh
2: yeah 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 there's it's the it's the um the kind of the squares that go one way and then the other Mm -hmm. The little the squares like what you see
1: in radio studios
2: yes 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 that's it um the awesome. big bass traps and that kind of stuff.
1: Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Okay, and um now sometimes you have to take the show on the road. I saw some wonderful fun <laughs> postings on Facebook where you were hanging blankets and bedspreads in hotel rooms oh, to try to do uh, sound. Tell us a little yeah, about that. I,
2: that was actually I was at um I was at my mother's house. Um but I've done it in hotels too. You just have to kind of jump into a closet and or sometimes between two beds. You know, if you're in the hotel room, the two beds, you just get one here and here's the other bed and you set up your stuff around it and sort of hunker down like this to get the the sound just just right so it's not too echoey. Um, but yeah, the recent trip, I got these two mattresses and put them together and then got a sheet and kind of rigged it over the top and was sitting on a piano stool and you just kind of threw it together. But it's an adventure. It's fun.
1: What did your mom think of that? <laughs>
2: Oh, she just kind of rolls her eyes. I've been doing this for a while. Um, yeah, she just rolls her eyes. I mean, it's not uncommon to have to use a, uh, like an ironing board or something to set up when you're traveling. Especially a yeah, the traveling. standing desk, yeah? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and if you get tired, it can like collapse down and, you know, that works too. So yeah, traveling is, is you always have to have the travel rig.
1: Well, I want to thank you for posting some of the nice things you have posted on social media about my book. Would you care to share anything that you liked about it? You've only recorded the first one. You're in the process of recording the second one. Mm -hmm. Um, And you've had written that it has all the good plot twists on the second one as you're reading along. So,
2: yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just it's very exciting to read. I read so many books audiobooks. Um and a lot of them are really good, but but this one I like because it's got um it's it's got a level of of course it's timely, it's very timely. Um but at the same time I could see it being able to to be sellable for many, many years to come just because of all the stuff that's going on in the world today and how it mirrors a lot of the stuff that you're doing in the books. Um the characters are a lot of fun. Um your writing is good, thank God, which makes it really easy to read. Thank you. <laughs> it makes a big seriously, it makes a big difference. Um smooth writing makes it really easy on the narrator <laughs> to kind of yeah. Um but yeah, it's just, it's got some good stuff going on in it, and it's, it's especially interesting to me because when I worked, I worked as a writer for a little while for an IT company. Mm-hmm. So the stuff that you're talking about with with the cybersecurity and all these different things going on, I knew a little bit about from having written in it. Um, but no, I think you've got some great messages in there, some big themes that people need to really hear about today and, and characters to kind of ride it through, which is really good.
1: Good. Well, I hope you like the third book. It'll be coming to you once it publishes in a few months for uh, recording. So that's great. Um, Would you consider this, your career, a stepping stone into other career fields? No, no,
2: no. This is the kind of, uh, this would be the kind of a job that I wouldn't necessarily recommend to anybody. You know, I mean, you have to really either find yourself in the position or really love it or both Um, because it's just as I said it would be like you know I want to be an actress which is fun and it's exciting but it's not always dependable and it's super competitive Um, and it can be scary because of that you know you find yourself as I said in these dry periods sometimes where
1: you think now what (laughs) When you have the reputation and the clients and the the resume now that I doubt you run into that as much.
2: No, I I don't run into it as much, but there's still just like anything that ebb and flow. So when it's like slowing down for a little bit, you think, oh, my God, this is it. Then it picks back up again. I guess like any business, you just get those a rush and then it chills out and then it goes, you know, back again.
1: Exactly. I get that. And you have to have some kind of, I would think, uh, acting desire to do what you do, maybe not background in acting, but you definitely have to be okay in front of a microphone and reading and putting on these different personalities that you're reading in, Mm -hmm. at least in the fiction books. So there must be a little bit of that innate in people who want to get into this field I'm guessing
2: for sure I mean when I when I record it almost feels like um it almost feels like you're not in the world anymore you're just in your own little thing and you lose track of time which I really like that feeling um you know it I think if anybody found it even the slightest bit like drudgery you'd be in trouble because it's it's really long hours and lots of very close work. And yeah, you have to really have a
1: <laughs> for it, I think. That sounds like writing fiction books too. It's the same thing. It got me through COVID. I wrote two of my three books through COVID out on my lanai. And uh-huh. it's the same thing. And when my father, it's hard to say this, but when my father was passing last year, I got a tremendous amount done in book three because it was easier for me to be in fantasy land on my yeah. Than it That's was it. to deal with the loss of the man who raised me. Even though we knew it was coming, I still had to hide from it. And I hid from it in my books. And um, so that helped me hide from COVID and a whole lot of other things. Cause you do, you get into that little world and you're just there.
2: Exactly. That's everything it.
1: around you fades away.
2: Uh-huh. That's, That's it. Yeah. And then you kind of long to go back in there
1: sometimes. Yeah, you're like, wait, wait, my characters, my characters. <laughs> yeah.
2: And if people didn't understand what you're doing, I'm sure you maybe got this a little bit. They're kind of like, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> you just kind of want to go back in there and zone out into your little... Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, so what advice do you have for professionals who may think, oh, I have all this desire and I may have done a few recordings and it felt good and I want to make a career out of this. I'm guessing your first piece of advice was would be make sure you have a day job until you build up a clientele. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. Because it's gotten even more competitive, I would say, since COVID because everybody's working remotely now. It's a it's Ooh. a it's such a possibility now it's not, it's not weird
1: anymore, you know, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, so
2: that's I'm your perfect sure.
1: advice. Okay. What else?
2: Also, I would um, like marketing yourself just relentlessly and doing, you have to do seriously, you have to do, I mean, I do about 10 auditions at least a day.
1: Wow. Really? Every
2: single day. Yeah. Absolutely. Every single day. And then just, just other kind of marketing things like, um they're not really even marketing but just staying in touch with clients just not writing the emails where it's like hey look what I've done but it's like hey how are you like how are you doing what's new with you how's your business going it's just what do they call it like building relationship with people
1: don't let um, them forget you <laughs> what's that? don't let them forget you
2: yeah yeah exactly exactly um, but doing it in a way that doesn't seem like you're trying to not let them <laughs> you <laughs> You know uh, yeah. what else I mean uh, I think it's just a ton of practice I mean I've I've how many I think I've recorded just north of 200 audiobooks now wow so it's just a ton of well you know as anything it's just a ton of practice and you know watching different webinars to try to get you know, with producers and stuff, hearing what they want, what kind of tones they're looking for and various things. And if you could take acting classes, you know, even if it's, if it's um, web-based, it's good. You learn things like breath techniques and enunciation techniques and microphone techniques that allow you to do things a lot more easily, basically.
1: Yeah. You know, we didn't even touch on auditions. And since we have a couple more minutes here, how do you get the auditions? Oh gosh,
2: it's through um for commercial stuff, it's different than audiobooks. So for commercial stuff, you just, you know, go to the different um like voices or voice one, two, three. You know, you could just get on those platforms and you crank out the auditions. For audiobooks, um, it's a little different. You could go on ACX, but I don't really do that much anymore. Or um you get in with these different publishers like Tantor. Mm-hmm. Um, Harper audio that kind of thing and mm-hmm. then they'll send you auditions uh right, some, which some is person. how we've
1: worked with my book through yeah okay. exactly
2: so but it's hard to start out there that's why I think you start out with the ACX and you just kind of toss out auditions to authors directly um and then you get that practice in and then you go to these other places and see if they'll put you in their stable so to speak and is the
1: audition just a short recording based on requirements set on the audition boards that you're searching through? Uh
2: they they give you um sort of what they're looking for in tone, they'll give you a sample of their script. Okay. Um, that kind of stuff and then you'll just read part of it. The audiobooks of course they'll give you like a section of the of the of the book and you read it.
1: Yeah, you got my first chapter I think with the first one. Yep. For, for that okay well I want to thank you Joanna it's super good getting to know you uh, for the audience I thank you for tuning in there's so much that goes on behind the scenes in your entertainment that you listen to or watch every day and your commercials and your video games and this is just barely scratching the surface of one of the multiple layers in today's entertainment uh, visual and audio entertainment that we all tune into please tune in in for future uh, sidebeat uh, shows and uh, we'll uh, talk to you next time
0: we hope you enjoyed this episode of the sidebeat podcast with deb radcliffe part of the itsp magazine podcast network If you learned something new and this conversation made you think, then share this channel and ITSPMagazine.com with your friends, family, and colleagues. If you represent a company and wish to associate your brand with our conversations, sponsor one or more of our podcast channels. We hope you will come back for more stories and follow us on our journey.